All right, yeah. Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community. Um, uh, today, uh, this is a this is a very special episode of Drawing for Tattooers. We're going to talk about color theory, and um, it's a subject that uh, I think it, it can be really complicated. Um, so we're going to try to, you know, simplify it, break things down. Um, so I'm going to read my morning announcements. Um, but if you are, if you are hearing me, right, you can let me know in the chat. I'm going to check it out real quick. See if we're on YouTube. Maybe. It looks like we might be. So thanks for bearing with me, everybody. Hmm. Yeah, cool. So we're live on the internet. <laughs> Again, welcome and good morning. Uh, this is Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community. We're tattooers, collectors, apprentices, and uh, uh, curious are all encouraged to tune into these live and uh, uh, and uh, recorded events. <laughs> our, uh, our goal is to share, inspire, um, ultimately create better art and tattoos together. Um, we beam out nearly every single day. And with your help, uh, we've become a quality network of uh, live and on-demand, uh, you know, art and uh, educational content. Uh, so you can learn more here. Let me, let me see if I could share my screen with y'all. <laughs> it's coming. Ah there <laughs> too many screens open we'll get it right here cool all right yeah you can learn more at reinventingthetattoo.com and um so i'll scroll through and show you the home page uh reinventingthetattoo.com you can find courses uh in tattoo design, as well as a community of other like-minded tattooers um, where you can sure to get, you can be sure to get like a lot of support and um, it, it's a lot of fun too. As I'm scrolling through, we're kind of checking out and seeing like the other programming that we have available. Right. Drawing for Tattooers. That's this show. It's on Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, that's followed by the Tattoo Weekly at 11 a.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. And then at 9 p.m., uh, we have the Subscribers Exclusive Drawing Group. At 5 p.m. on Mondays, we also have Let's Talk About Feelings, Robbie Ripple. Uh, on Thursdays, let's scroll down here to the to our events calendar. Right. On Thursdays uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern, we have uh, the Tattoo Collectors 101 podcast hosted by Fawn Baker. Um, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern, we have the Sunday Skill Building Drawing Group with Jason Leeser. So um, you can learn more 
about us here at reinventingthetattoo.com. Um, but now I'd like to take a moment and check out some of our sponsors. Tattoo Now. TattooNow.com is technology for tattooers, the leading edge of uh, professional development management and digital tools for tattoo artists. Um, be sure to check out Tattoo Now. Uh, you, can, uh, you can learn more about all of the, the great products and offerings um, that can help you take your communication to the next level. Um, and then of course, uh, I'd like to again, thank Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. Um, you can learn more about Guy Atchison at guyatchison.com where you can find a gallery of, of artwork and tattoos as well as other educational content, DVDs, uh, books, the Biomech uh, Encyclopedia, as well as uh, equipment, tattoo machines, and just uh, just updates on um, on all things Guy Atchison. So check out GuyAtchison.com. Uh, right, and I think I think that's probably pretty good. So let me stop a share. I'll say uh, good morning to Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. It's uh, it's great to have you. Thank you. So, um, I was just uh, I was just like walking through the you know the morning announcements, um, but I started off talking about how we're um, we're going to be focusing on color theory today. I know this was something that you know you and I were talking about uh, last week and weeks previous. So. Um, so yeah, I think this would be I think this would be a really great like you know conversation for us to have together, because um, I think that's the thing about it. It's like you know there's so much it, there's so much to color theory, and so there's always I'm always trying to learn more about it. Um, but I definitely like to you know keep it simple, and try to like you know make it as uh, make it as you know uh, approachable as possible especially for myself, you know, as I'm trying to like figure out like what's going to be the color scheme. Um, so, um, right. I wanted to, you know, um, I wanted to talk today about uh, the color wheel. And, um, you know, I recently purchased uh, Russ Abbott's color wheel from Tattoo Smart. It's very cool. I don't know if um, I don't know if you've ever seen it or if you have it, Stephen. Um, yeah, I do have it. I use it um, more and more. I feel like, and I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I have a hard time trusting it because uh, it just it's, it's it gives you some pretty pretty cool color ideas. But um, it's a great tool. I feel like uh, anytime I've used it, I haven't regretted it. I like the value chart on it a lot as well, because I was talking last week about using color as value and it really, um, you know, brings it down to a Neanderthal level. I can understand, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think it's, um, it doesn't, you know, I feel like it doesn't matter like where you're at and your, you know what I mean? Like as far as like your, you know, your understanding, you're learning about, you know, 
a subject, having a, having a tool, right, a, a reference is a good idea, right? And so I think that, um, yeah, I think I, I think that, um, you know, this is a this is a um, I, I think it really worth it purchase. So um, I definitely am I'm, I'm like promoting it. Um, yeah, so right, this is you know, so this is a few things that I wanted to you know I want to talk about it. Um, uh, really, I thought I think this might be sort of um, this might be sort of fun. Let me quickly uh, let me quickly like sort of promote um, promote uh, reinventing in the show a little bit more. <laughs> so uh, right, so uh, Hell City. Uh, 2023, um, uh, reinventing is going to be live at Hell City. So if you're going to Hell City, we'd love to see you there. Um, so we've got a whole lineup of seminars, um, and so I I really encourage you to to check it out. But of course, uh, want want to promote uh, drawing for tattooers is is going to be live at Hell City. So we're going to be there um, May 20th um, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. So we're going to be doing drawing exercises, uh, you know, talking, meeting with each other. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, so I just wanted to promote it and uh, invite invite everybody to to come, right? So Hell City, um, it's going to be amazing, and the show is going to be there. So um, there's there's so much. There's a, there's a whole there's a whole weekend of of content. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, come to Hell City. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy the enjoy it very much. So, um, right. Next, because we're talking about uh, Russ Abbott, I figured I would share his Instagram page. Let me see. Cool. So here's uh, here's Russ's Instagram page. Um, he's talking a lot of you know he has a lot of content he makes. Uh, he's also got the the Launchpad uh, group. Very cool. Tattoo Smart. So if you you know if you use iPad, if you use digital stuff, um, Tattoo Smart is is a really great resource. Uh, let's say hey to Amber. Amber, good morning. Good morning. I. Uh, I saw on the internet that you were feeling that you weren't feeling well. So how are you doing? Um, I am definitely on the mend. I am doing a hell of a lot better than I was at the beginning of last week. God. Well, thanks for coming. I mean, I hope you're, uh, yeah, I hope you, I hope you get well soon. Are you, Thank um, you. I'm on the mend. Are you at home right now? No, I'm still in the hospital. Oh no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, yeah, no, it means a lot that you were able to make it, and I hope you, uh, I hope you really, you know, get well soon. So, so thanks for coming. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, of course. Much better than sitting here staring at the walls. <laughs> well, you're always welcome. Um, well, we were just talking about uh, we're talking about color theory, and we're uh, talking about Russ Abbott, and uh, you know, so he's he's a tattooer and an educator, and you know also content maker and uh app builder 
So lecturer, he does a lot of stuff. And um, uh, here we can check out a tattoo. Wow. So cool. Um, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful work. Let's I love here. those muted sepia tones behind that bright blue. I think that's a great point. Um, that really what we've, um, not everything is the same intensity, right? Mm. Like there's definitely a, there's definitely some difference. Let's zoom in a little bit, <clears throat> right? The blue is, is very intense, but this, this color, I would, I would call it, you know, a, a muted orange or like a neutralized orange color, right? It, it really does, it really does play off of the blue very nicely. Um, so they they, they contrast, right? There's a, there's mm -hmm. a bit of contrast. It's cool um, and warm. even though the warm is so muted, it's still cool and warm as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, there's uh there's all kinds of there's all kinds of ways that we can start to talk about the contrast in this piece um and so there's a lot of really smart choices in in it and um so it's a it's a good example of uh um you know sort of these ideas that we're you know we're going to talk about today with color theory let's check out another one yeah so again, I think there's a um, oh, Chris, there's a, it is. It's it's like it's super well done, um, <clears throat> but in this one, there's this this sort of relationship to to the gray. The gray seems to be the frame, and then all of these really intense colors are. It's almost like a stained glass sort of mandala thing, you know. Mm. Tough to tough to nail it down, but. Um, uh, but again, it, there's there's a nice contrast, right? There's there's flesh that's being left exposed, at least at this stage, and then all of the, you know, all of the filigree work has a, you know, has gray tones, and um, it's it's sort of a neutral quality to it, you know, to the gray, uh, as well as like all of the really intense color here. So we've got we've got this contrast, difference of shapes, different scales of things, right? Different sizes and stuff. Um, but there's a sort of symmetry to it. Call it rotational symmetry. Everything, um, you know, is uh, uh, there's a there's a symmetrical quality to it, and it's in the center of the body. So I think it it works out fairly well. There's a symmetry, you know, bilateral symmetry to the uh, to the frame itself as well. Um, so yeah, again, it's just a very you know fascinating design, and it, you know it flatters the body in a really interesting way. But the color theory too—that's kind of our focus. Um, that's really what we're talking about today. Let me see. Ah, we're getting we're getting new guests all the time. Yeah, just a really beautiful piece. Let's see, there's a few more. Uh, Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning, sir. Sorry to show up a little late. Slept in a little bit. No problemo. Um, well, we're just talking about color theory, and we're we're checking out a few tattoos. Uh, Russ Abbott tattoos today. 
because mm-hmm. we're going to be taking a look at his um, at his color wheel from Tattoo Smart. Okay, right on. That's gnarly. Oh, oh yeah. Throat. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, it's tattooing throats is difficult. I find <laughs> that's what I, I think. I think tattooing a throat can have it comes with all sorts of challenges, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have an added a added degree of appreciation and respect, you know, when you see something that's that's really so so crisp and solid. It's it's, it's super solid, mm-hmm. and for the sitter too, even for the person sitting for that, mm-hmm. I think it's also like you know quite an accomplishment. Um, but yeah, you know, as we're looking at this, uh, at this piece, you know, I'm, what I'm seeing, uh, there's, there's a, you know, definite sort of green is the theme, right? That seems to be the most prominent sort of, you know, it really stands out, right? There's a lot of green, greens forward in this. Um, that's what I'm, that's, that's the, the impression I'm getting of it. Where the red is complementary, it really sort of it makes the green like more green. Mm-hmm. And then even even these this yellow, you know, there's it's slightly more intense, but ochre sort of yellow, sort of neutral. Um, but then this you know this more neutralized darker yellow down here, um, it almost it almost sort of you know it's. Uh, uh, there's a temperature difference, but this, it's almost, it almost sort of is evocative of a green, almost like a, you know, it's close, it's becoming a close to an olive green almost, right? It's still a little warm for that, but, you know, there's this interesting sort of uh, mix there. And I, and I think, you know, we can talk about, you know, this strategy a little bit more later and, you know, when we start checking out the color wheel, but, um, but certainly like difference in the value of the color. I think it's really like describes very well for us like what that idea would be is that you know we've got a very light green versus a much darker green so th- so they're they're greens right but they have a different value right they have a different darkness and lightness same thing for this yellow in the back right it has it certainly has like a a value shift as gradient from a you know, much lighter color to a much darker one um so yeah, and just a, a, a nice perspective going on, as well as like uh, uh, just sort of masterfully shaded, right? Just all of the facets, they work really well and they give us this sense of dimension, like we can sort of see through this frame. And then again, this sort of strategy, like a very neutral sort of edge with this, um, well, I mean, it's a, it's a, like it's a, it's a it's a it's a colorful gray, like a black and black and white gray mix, right? Rather than just a gray wash. And then you're you know juxtaposed against this very very solid color. Very you know, there's a lot more intensity to the colors here. Um, so it even I think it even more like uh, uh, gives us more contrast, right? Adds contrast to the to the equation. Very cool piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, let's check out a few more since we're here. Oh, wait. 
this one because it's kind of yeah. What do you all think? Damn. I like the monochromatic. Um, the, the, it's two monochromatic pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is a very impressive tattoo, but if you break it down, I feel like he killed the black and gray and then uh, really simplified his color work on this. Mm. I'm not necessarily speaking about that whale. I'm talking about the ship and the, mm-hmm. and the front. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um what were you going to say, Kyle? Oh, I just, it, it just impressive. It's really, really cool. I like it. Um, yeah, just like, I don't know, do we do, is it more of a, like the will? More of just like the, the overall focal point, you think? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I, I'm kind of like, uh, tattoos are so interesting because it's like, you know, uh, really we have all these visual planes of the body right so you know like when you're looking at like you know the front of the arm you know you can't see the inside of it at the same time Mm -hmm. right when you're you know uh same thing with the leg right you you know you can see the front of the leg side of the leg right you can't see the inside of the leg at the same you can't see the you know it's opposite at the same time so as i'm looking at this piece it looks like there's a certain point where i can kind of see you know, a little bit of this one and a little bit of that one, but mainly it's like when I, you know, when I can really see this whale, it's kind of to itself. So it's almost like a composition unto itself. And then as I, you know, as I would sort of, either the body would turn or I would sort of, you know, I would come to see it. Um, more of this, like Stephen was saying, you know, the monochromatic ship would sort of be there. When we're seeing it laid out like this, everything kind of like dissected and re- you know, um, reconfigured to make one image for us. Um, it's, it, I think there's, yeah, there's a difference in sort of stylistic approaches. And so it's interesting. It's like, you know, you never know, maybe one was done first and the other was, you know, one half was done at one time or whatever, or maybe the whole thing was designed this way, but certainly it, it feels like, it feels like we, we, you know, if we were seeing this in person, like we would only really be able to see kind of one of them at a time and then the other one would be more, uh, you know, one side with the ship would become prominent as far as our vision. And then as we move around, we would see the other side, something like that. Um, so, the, I mean, it's interesting. I think, so I think it's, it's a, it's an interesting point you bring up Kyle about like, which, you know, like, is that the focal point, which, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it can, I think it can be both because it will be relative to, you know, mm-hmm. how you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes total sense. It's I think it's sort of like it, these are all things we know intuitively, and it's like I have to think about it when it's hard to think about it when we're designing it because we're thinking two dimensionally, right? We're designing it and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that's why you know that's where I really feel like you know uh, I think you were I think you were showing us like you were designing. You know, you were designing your sleeves in three dimensions, weren't you, Kyle? You were showing us that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 tool is so freaking helpful. And I, that's why, I, yeah, I think that's like that would help. You know, that would help, like, sort of remind you of of the importance of those different visual planes and how you would, you know, like uh, how you could maximize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, I like I like that. Really helps out the 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 flow, you know. 
because you've got Absolutely. like you know you got the filigree that has the flow and everything like that but then like it also seems like you have kind of this flow of the water going up to the well and then like the well kind of has that curved and then adds that implied line to point towards the ship so like the viewer's eyes just kind of doing this like whole like s thing kind of lazy yeah yes yeah that's yeah, yeah that's yeah that's not even color but yeah <laughs> that's cool i like that that's really really cool mm -hmm. I like how he did like the on the left hand side of the the well, kind of behind the the dude. Um, you know, you got you you got the the bright saturated blue, and then behind that it goes kind of like a purplish gray, and then it does a little bit of a red to help slowly fade into the background. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah this this color is very interesting isn't it it's uh mm -hmm. you know zoom in on a little bit more it's um it's you know really it's it would be i'm just imagining what it would be like in the, you know in, in the cap i mean so some of it's yeah. probably mixed in the skin right but like you just got mm -hmm. this muddy mud color in the cap yeah you know it's uh that's that's what's really i think you know such a fun you know exploration when you're painting something or you're you know you're tattooing you know if you can if you can sort of, um, I have the, you know, have the guts, right, to do it, mm -hmm. to put in this really neutral, neutral thing, um, it can end up looking quite masterful, right? Like, you know, but at the same time, it, you know, it could, as you're developing it, it, I think it could be a moment where you might like have a bit of anxiety with it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I think I can see, you know, certainly like there's a, you know, it's almost like there's maybe there's some of that same stuff in the whale. Maybe it's possible, you mm. know, it's like, there's, there's some neutral stuff going on here. Mm. Um, there's a real clear, like, you know, sort of positive negative relationship. Like, this is something that we, you know, that the guy talks about a lot. Mm -hmm. So we see the edge of the, you know, the lower part of the whale here next to the, you know, next to the sky color, the, you know, the, the blood red sky. Um, and it is like, uh, it is just very clear silhouette. Um, the figure, the figure too, I think it's kind of a, you know, there's, there's definitely these moments like where the boot and stuff like that's just so, so crisp against that, against the darkness of the, the sky itself. It really, um, really gives us that clear, positive, negative, uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, this one. Go ahead. Sorry. I just oh. I jumped another one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, in, like, the whole, like, how the whale's, like, pretty super desaturated and the background, like, super saturated. It really, 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 really helps Excellent. out. Positive and negative. Yeah. So. Excellent point. No, I think that's that's really well observed. What do you think about this one? That looks like a lot of fun. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, super desaturated skull and then like the background, like you got the super bright oranges and then like the yellowies. And, like the bluish grays for the schoolie. Right. And so we yeah. kind of kind of seeing a different strategy here, right? Where it's like instead of the, you know, like a lot of the a lot of the pieces we're seeing is sort of like, you know, there's this sort of uh, you know, 
there's that gray frame, right? And then there's a really colorful inside. And this one, it's like, you know, the, the intense color is really like on the outside, right? Where the main sort of focal point is. Mm-hmm. Is again, like like you were saying, Kyle, it's desaturated, um, has, a, has a bit of, uh, you know, sort of neutral sort of character to it. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, certainly a lot that, you know, um, a lot that you could put right into your tattoo work, you know, right away. There's a lot of things that you could sort of um, uh, start to adopt right away. Yeah, you got um, the cool in the foreground on the bottom, and then it's in the background at the top. So the the warm and cool are mm-hmm. on the top and bottom of this piece. Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, pretty interesting approach. I've seen some. Uh, yeah. Does a man does does the you guys know who AD Poncho is? I might be saying that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that dude does some crazy stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does, dude. His stuff is bananas. Um, I I think it's kind of cool how they have like how he has the orange like it's it's pretty reserved and it's concentrated on the bottom part. Like none of the orange and the yellow is competing at all. I think it's kind of cool to where he just stops the orange and then like the top part, the top half, like the yellow is the one that's the saturated part. I don't, yeah. I just think. And he made it look so just so smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That too. Um, and what again? I think an interesting thing, you know, is you were pointing it out, Kyle, for sure. Is like you know, there's like the uh, the warm in the background and the cool is more foreground. But it works in this case, right? I think a lot of times we kind of get that, you know, uh, commonly understood or we presuppose that like warm is going to come forward and cool is going to push back. And that certainly is is true, especially like if you're looking at like a, you know, like a landscape or something, you get a bit of atmospheric perspective and you know, and things mm-hmm. could become more bluish tinge and they, you know, come cooler. Um, but in this particular case, it's really interesting, like that reversal reversal mm-hmm. of our expectations um and uh and the blue is certainly uh certainly forward mm-hmm. and the you know the orange is behind so it's kind of you know it's kind of a role reversal you know of the of color temperature so it's, it's a it's again it's just another interesting note um and just sort of uh you know i think just helping us understand this this relativity of color color is you know it's it's what is, you know, what it's related to. It's really going to give it its its power and its impact. Um, and also, uh, you know, something I think, I feel like we were, you know, if you were reading the, um, if you're reading the, your um, uh, reinventing, you know, curriculum this week, or, you know, at least in the, you know, in the last week or two, we're talking about like the difference between tattooed skin and untattooed skin and how that kind of reflects light and mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. the difference in it. Um, mm-hmm. We can even see that in this picture, right? We can, you know, we can sort of tell where there's a little bit of untattooed skin that's left and it has a different sort of character, you know, to even some areas that have very neutral stuff, you know, that, that's going to, you know, it's going to be very light when it's healed and stuff. It's still going to have a subtle sort of different you know characteristic 
Um, so it'll catch the light a little bit differently. I mean, kind of, you know, it's, there's a beautiful subtlety to it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, this is, uh, um, so I think this is like, you know, this is important, you know what I mean? Like, check out the work that you love, you know what I mean? And analyze it. And, and this way, you, you know, you, you start to have a, you know, insight into your own work, I feel like. Like th that's ultimately what you, you know, it's not a, com not for comparison. It's, you know, it's for, you know, it's appreciation and there's like learning and stuff. Um, but, but again, I think it's sort of like, you can think about how you might apply some of these ideas to the things that you're into, the things that you're going to, you're going to want to do. Um, <laughs> easier said than done, probably, right? <laughs> I think yeah. it's easy to, it's easy to get into like, you know, comparing and you know just um get yeah. i don't know getting the you know getting the like getting the yeah. wrong sort of idea about stuff you know what i mean you 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 want to you know you want to compare your newest work to your latest you know to your older work right you compare yourself to yourself that's who you're really in competition with is right is how are you how are you progressing how are you getting better um and then we can, you know, we can be inspired by, inspired by others and, you know, learn and learn from them, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Compete easier said than done. And just like appreciate others, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I get a lot of inspiration from others. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if it's just some tiny corner with a little color combination in it. Uh-huh. And then my composition has absolutely nothing to do with their composition, but mm -hmm. like this, this is Fawn's back, I believe. Yes. And I love this color combination of that teal and that salmony orange. Mm -hmm. I want to use that somewhere. I just haven't been able to figure out where yet. I'm sure something will come up for sure. Oh, yeah, it'll hit me all of a sudden. I'll be like, that's what that's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really, really cool back piece. You know what I mean? Just, it's very flattering. And then, you know, as a as a shape. And then, of course, you know, we were talking, talking today about, like, different ideas with color theory. And so even though there's just this, you know, it's, it's, it's very... Um, I mean, it's like, it's deceivingly simple. I, you know, I don't, I want to say it's simple, but it's like, you know, it's just, it's elegant, right? There's a real elegance to mm -hmm. like, how, how everything's related. Um, and so, but there's still, still plenty of contrast, right? I, mean, I feel like we, you know, it's, it's clear, it's clear to see like what's happening and um, there's another image, image from the side. Yeah. It's nice to see it at a different angle since it's so symmetrical. Mm -hmm. It's really, like you said, it's symmetrical, but it's really quite dynamic at the same time. I've kind of, you know, I think like, like, like I want to, you know, I want to like agree with what you're saying, Stephen. Like I, I think seeing it from this different angle gives us this, these dynamic sort of figure eight, right? It, feel, it feels like that comes out more strongly as a, you know, in the composition. Um, these diagonal lines are sort of cut across. It's very, you know. Yeah, it's um, feminine. So definitely an hour <laughs> and then shape. It's a nice piece. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so simple, warm and cool sort of thing going on. That, you know, that contrast. But then also, you know, there's there's sort of gradients that are happening in the red all the way to some, you know, it's very dark. It looks like, you know, it might be black, might be some true black or something in some of these areas. Um, right, all the way up to, you know, sort of neutralized kind of um, like a red violet, you know, that's sort of, you know, sort of tending towards that side of things. But then the blue is very, very solid, very, you know, saturated blue is very even, right? All the blue is the, the same blue. So it's almost, you know, it's reminiscent of like sort of looking through something and seeing, you know, the sky. Um, it kind of anchors it, makes it, you know, it's very, you know, very almost like busy with all the, with every, you know, with everything else, all the facets. And so having that sort of same blue running through it, I feel like kind of anchors it, makes it, you know, kind of calms it down in a certain, certain way. It's also got a light source on there. Like if you look at those um, triangle shapes, the on the right hand side, the top facing plane is dark, and on the left, he's got that highlight there. Uh, same thing, uh, except opposite on the bottom. The bottom side would be dark on the triangles on her, like her kidney area. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's very logical, right? So it makes sense. You know, we can read it as a, it, you know, I think that would be intuitive, right? As you, you know, uh, because you described it very well as far as like identifying where the shadows are, but you wouldn't, you know what I mean? You wouldn't have to understand that to, to read it that way because it's just so, uh, um, it's indicative of a of shadow pattern, light, you know, single strong light source that like, you know, that's most everybody I feel like, you know, would be able to sort of recognize that and say, ah, it's dimensional. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like that. It looks like this piece is sticking out off of the surface, you know, those sorts of, that sort of a uh, thing. And they're just all, they're all related. So, you know, it has a sort of continuity, I think, to the, to that, um, uh, that idea. So yeah, just really successful and really interesting. A lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous amount of work. That's a lot Obviously, of sessions. I, yeah, right. Well, I, I wonder, I'd have to ask Fawn, you know, how many, how many sessions it took. Because, I mean, there's, you know, that's, that, that's an interesting factoid. But, you know, it's just like, it's, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? And it's like, here it is. It's yeah. like, it looks, it looks fantastic. And so, you know, um, uh, it's, you know, you, good results, right? It, it's sort of like a, um, it still must have been very sort of, it was well considered and well sort of approached, you know, just that's the only way you could come up with a result like like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't happen, you know, organically. I mean, the design part of it, you know what I mean? Designing and coming up with what it would be, but then just the application of it. It's so direct and so intentional. These are good, I think, you know, uh, just, just simply good things for, you know, uh, you know, for us to take away from, you know, from checking this out. Mm -hmm. So cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so, uh, 
I wanted to talk a little bit about color theory. We've been, uh, I think we've been sort of, hopefully we haven't been speaking over, you know, everybody's heads, the audience, you know, as you're watching. Um, Cause again, it's like, uh, this show is really about fundamentals. Um, and so as we're, you know, we're kind of re-familiarizing ourselves with it or even encountering it for the first time. I think there's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of value in, you know, um, in talking about like, uh, talking about these things. Um, and then, and so I just, I definitely want to like, you know, I, I just appreciate everybody's, you know, like insights into these things and, you know, you all seem to understand this very well. So if I, you know, so if it, hopefully it's not too, too awful boring um, as, you know, as we're kind of going over the rudimentary stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel, I really hope that it's, uh, that it's something that, you know, you find it, you know, value in as well. So, mm-hmm. um, well, anyway, all right. I want to ask the gang, like, so, uh, you know, what is light, right? I know it's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe you, maybe you know. Any takers? What is light? What is light? The absence of dark. I like that. That's a nice. That's a nice definition. Yeah. I mean, I know it only kind of answers, but it's the absence of dark. You can't have, you know, light without dark, and vice versa. Right. One without, doesn't exist without light. Without you have light. yeah. We have dark. Right. Right. Um, so uh, again, I think that I I love that I love that uh, that definition. Let me let me share this this image with with everybody. So I don't know if you hopefully you can see it. Electromagnetic radiation. <laughs> that's what. No. That's what light <laughs> is right. Light is electromagnetic radiation. That that was my next um, guess. Right. Um, <laughs> full screen it so hopefully not being too distracted by my back by my desktop and stuff all right electromagnetic radiation so light is is it, it is you know there's that would be a uh, i think a, a negative description of it is that you know there's no dark you know thus you know there's light um so right uh light Electromagnetic radiation. What is that? It's it's a photon, right? There's a there's a little particle, a photon, but it's it's dualistic. It's a photon. It's a particle. It's also a wave. Don't worry about it, right? I think you know it's like uh, um, it's it's moving at the speed of light, right? This photon, and so it's also it's also moving in this wave, and so we can see this this illustration of a wavelength this is very simplified general sort of idea but it's the you know the notion is that like you know it's this photon is just it's moving you know up and up and down and you know it's side to side at the same time it's all over the place right but um if we could see the sort of you know the the peak of the wave right to the peak of the next wave that's the wavelength so we all know that term the wavelength that's how it would be measured and um and so it's the it's the wavelength right that gives us these different types of electromagnetic radiation so of course um let me see if i hopefully hopefully that's not in your way okay so of course we have uh you know radio signals um in, in television 
if uh you know way back when if you used to have an antenna if you know what i'm talking about if you used to you know bring in your television your your, your tv signal um next we have microwaves a lot of people probably have a microwave you know in in their kitchen um a lot of us are familiar with that right it's your a microwave uses electromagnetic radiation or microwaves or light to to cause cause things to get hot right it actually sort of vibrates the water molecules in things and that's it vibrates so fast that it starts to heat it up that's how it works infrared which is heat so the heating in your house but also your body heat right so in this you know in this way like you know bodies are made of light right they're they're emanating light even though you can't necessarily see it it's still you're still you know emanating this electromagnetic radiation this infrared right this heat right um the sunlight right same thing within the sunlight we get this very narrow uh spectrum of electromagnetic radiation which is visible spectrum and so this is all the visible light that we can see um and it, so here we have this representation uh uh roy g biv right, <laughs> right? You know, Come on. Uh, roy g biv if you're familiar with with that um so um next uh right ultraviolet ultraviolet is just you know it's 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 just past our our visible spectrum of light um but there are uh there are light bulbs that's that like that bring it into our, you know, into our vision, the, you know, like uh, black lights and stuff like that. Um, it, pretty interesting, right? Um, uh, X-rays, right? X-rays, uh, they travel, they can travel through the surface, right, of your, of your skin, but they bounce off of the, bounce off the bones, right? And that gives us this, you know, the ability to see through the flesh and see the bones underneath. And finally, you know, these, these gamma rays or you know it's, it's very small you see the difference in the wavelength it's very small and so it has this you know this this radiation symbol here you know used here so you know essentially um as it's uh i, I believe it's something like this this uh this wave at this wavelength it's it's so uh the wavelength is so tight you know when it, it can knock out like it can it can disturb your atomic structure right it's still disturb it'll knock out like an electron or something like that um and thus like you know making things uh um making making things like rogue right and that that can it can cause cancer it can like eliminate cancer right it can kill cancer cells there's all kinds of you know this is above what we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about um uh the visible the visible spectrum Mm -hmm. All right, so that's what that's light is sort of a brief, you know, light, um, visible spectrum of uh, of electromagnetic radiation, right? Is is light. Several weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, I, I I forget when, you know, Spirit shared a shared a video here. You know, it showed how you know light almost like you know it smashes into something and it looks like waves sort of you know coming off of it in all directions. Um, another good way to sort of think about it, but the way we see anything, of course, is how, you know, how these, um, how these photons of light, you know, are reflected off of a surface, right? 
And so when, you know, we're, when we're looking at a painting or a piece of paper, right? Something in life, uh, things are bouncing off of those surfaces and then we're receiving them with our eyes, right? So mm. it's reflecting off of things. Um, this is called, this is what's referred to as subtractive color theory. Well, you know, we'll talk about that because certain wavelengths are being subtracted away while others are actually coming forward and meeting you, okay? The difference would be when we're looking at a screen, let's say, right? Like our computer screens right now, you know, if you're on this, you're on this call, you're watching us, or you're looking at your tablet or, you know, or your phone. If you're, when you're seeing the light coming from that, it's called, it's called additive color theory. Like different wavelengths are being added together, right? So rather than subtracted, you know, rather than, rather than wavelengths of light um, being absorbed by something and then some of it being reflected out, that your screen is is projecting is adding different different lights together so and that's what that's what those that's what those you know the symbols would mean or the acronym would mean rgb um red green blue right it's those wavelengths of color that are being added by your screen uh to to produce um produce the the phenomenon that you see right um, otherwise, uh, you know, we think, you know, we can think about like, when we think about like, um, subtractive color theory, like painting a painting, drawing a drawing, tattooing a tattoo, you know, we, we start with that idea of red, yellow, and blue as a primary sort of source. The, those, those are the, the primary colors we call them. So, um, and then from those three, all the rest myriad colors are made. Again, I think there's uh, uh, there's people who would argue that's a dated way to think of it. You know, like <laughs> green should be included as a as a primary color or magenta, you know, which is like a red violet color. Um, certainly, printing works that way, right? We know yes, we know the acronym CMYK, right? Cyan, magenta, uh, uh, yellow, and key. <laughs> yeah. um, right, Amber, you talked about this. Yes, my magenta color wheel. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think I think you're onto something there. There's something important about it. And so, you know, these are again, well, you know, we're just thinking about it. We're thinking about we're thinking about color theory. Um, so pretty complicated so far, I know. I really do know that. Um so here's the things that I think uh this really helps it helps me a lot. Again, you know, color theory is always something that you work on forever. Um, but I think the more that you work on it, the more that you sort of internalize it, talk about it, the more you can sort of let it go. And things can mm. start to happen intuitively. As with all the things that we work on here, I think it's, it's you know, it's not about mastering them. It's, a, it's about like being able to use them, right? And then eventually let it go. So there's so there's some and of it that works for it you. It becomes a muscle memory. I think so. I really do. You know, um, I've 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 heard this analogy before. It's like you know, like you have to you know you have to do something, right? Effort is needed, but you know, you use a boat to cross the river, but eventually you get across it. 
and then you have to leave that boat behind and, and travel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to keep going forward. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, it just sort of, uh, it just occurs to me, it's like the same sort of thing. These tools are, you know, they're very necessary, but again, it might be, uh, there might be a time when you do leave it aside and you, you know, and you have to like, you know, leap into the unknown in certain respects. So, um, right. So here's the simplified sort of thing that I think I, I feel like it helps me a lot. And so I hope it helps you. And that's hue, saturation, and value. I think we've even said it today. I think somebody, Stephen, you may have mentioned it earlier, but hue, saturation, and value. What does that mean? Uh, does anybody want to, does anybody want to help me out here? Like, <laughs> what do we, what do we mean by hue? Is the, what is that? What does that mean? Uh, hue is the color. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the color. You would be the color. Just the name for the colors. Um, in you know, a sort of more simply an academic sort of color theory, it's uh, um, there's really just just like twelve names for for colors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. Now, like in advertising. There is an unlimited amount of names for colors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Advertising has 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 furnished for us an unlimited name of, of colors. Just sort of, it, it's usually based on the association of a thing with that color. Does that make sense? I use it, you know, as I'm, you know, we'll see, we'll see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of colors here in a minute. But it's that it's relating like this, you know, hopefully very specific color to something to a thing. And that's, you know, so you can remember it more. Um, but to abstract them as names of what, you know, just simply colors, right? Uh, we're just talking about those, the hues. They'll help us sort of, you know, not get lost in all of the, all the names. There's so many. Um, so just sort of, simpl again, simplifying it down to some very bare minimum stuff. Okay. Saturation. What do we mean? What do we mean by saturation exactly? What can, how can we sort of, how can we understand this a little bit more? Um, the intensity is a uh, one way to look at it. Exactly. What do you what do you help us out? Or keep going with that. I love it. Intensity. Um, like uh, if like on the the classic view on the 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 procreate, it's like how much gray. Like um, the saturation, like desaturated, you're looking more towards grays, and then saturation, you're looking for like the intensity of that color, like how how bright you can make it. I guess in a sense, like. Not like light, like adding white to it, but just like I don't know the intensity, like how how vibrant, vibrant. There you go. The the most vibrant you can get with the the color. So yeah, for like the yes. the center out on that thing. Right. Games. Uh, What's that? The cow's killing the game. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, so exactly, Kyle. Uh, and and this is. So here we can we can see this example of the most intense, the most saturated, you know, just sort of to um, we're using those terms interchangeably, but the outer this this outer ring of our of our color wheel here, right, is is all of the very most saturated, most intense of colors, and this is the you know this is what's what's meant 
right by the intensity is that you're getting this you know it's close to some sort of idea of you know pure red right or you know pure green all that stuff those are the you know uh that's what's that's what we mean by it and so there's a certain um when it becomes less intense desaturated um it's more neutralized it's closer it's closer to a neutral gray neutral. the value scale in the middle of this wheel you know has is as close it's it's very close to you know to as neutral as we can imagine and so um again it's 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 kind of funny i feel like there's you know like you can measure scientifically you know scientifically it's been there's been to come a uh, this agreement about certain wavelengths are this and that but i kind of feel like you know uh there's a certain relativity you know to to color and it's you know once you become this one thing it's like you know it automatically starts to become something different right <laughs> once it becomes mm -hmm. like this perfect warm it starts to become oh it's slightly cooler now or it's slightly you know like warmer or something like that right it's, it's neutral it's not quite neutral it starts to it starts to move and become you know one thing or the other um so there's something that's you know it overtakes it or it, you know or, or it misses the mark in some way so it's kind of like it's it's always this this moving target right it's never it's not so stable you know we abstract it as a stable thing but it's you know but i, I think again it's sort of it's relative right it has it's what is next to it that kind of helps us to um you know helps us to understand like you know that it's you know, it's all relational so right so intensity right or saturation hue that's the name of the colors right uh saturation or intensity how how like pure of the color it is right we'll, we'll use that you know it's yeah. another word is is chroma but like how pure the color is versus how much it's close to neutral okay and value right and value would 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 cover all of it right value would cover all of it and and you know so you know kind of generally you know we could we could say like you know violet is darkest or indigo might be darkest you know in value but certainly we would probably say yellow would be the lightest in terms of most intense you know you have the most intense hues you want to talk about its value relationship We'd probably think that yellow is the lightest one and uh you know and, and then opposite on the color wheel right we would see uh so yellow yellow up here and then down here violet it's opposite and uh, that would give us this idea you know what i mean we have a um uh also also a difference in in value so um so here's the color wheel. I'm showing you this this amazing color wheel from Tattoo Smart. Um, I think it's I think it's very interesting. How do you use it, right? How do you use this thing? Well, um, so what I've got here is I've got all these layers pulled up, right? The background is locked, which is nice. You can't mess that up. But also put on the monochromatic. Cool. So monochromatic, right? If we were talking about some of we were looking at some of Russ Abbott's tattoos and we saw some examples of like a monochromatic color scheme. Well, what we've got here is referred to as a galmet. Don't worry, you don't have to remember that word, but it's just a range, right? It's a range of, of possible 
color combinations, right? So how do you use this? Well, I come up here to my arrow key. Let me see if I have it on the right layer. Apologies, all right? If I select a layer, I'm on monochromatic. I just wanna see, like, I wanna do a monochromatic thing. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out different options. Okay, grab my arrow. Now I can, now I can move this thing can rotate it around the color wheel, right? And I can sort of, I can find different monochromatic relationships. So this is, a, I mean, this is a very handy, like, oh, we're gonna do, you know, all blues. Um, all of these colors that we're seeing inside of this color wheel, they're all, um, they're all different, uh, they're all different eternal ink, ink, inks that you can buy. Right. So that's that's what's relational. You know, I think that's I think that's cool. You know what I mean? That could be very helpful, especially if you use a lot of eternal, you know. Mm -hmm. Um I use I use some eternal inks. I use I use a few different a few different types of inks, but um mm -hmm. eternal's always been, you know, very uh reputable brand in the industry. Um but anyway, uh this even if you don't use that, I think this still this can still help you as you're sort of thinking about colors and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, picking them out. So just fun. I mean, you can, you can, you can do this all day, right. But you can find, uh, you know, a very sort of related and, you know, um, uh, very interesting approach to a monochromatic, uh, study, right. If you needed to. And so, you know, here's, this one is like very centered on the red, right. So we have, we have all these different, um, all these different versions of red. Again, there's, uh, there we can see all these these brand names next to them. All these, you know, the branded sort of names that are, uh, um, you know, that help us sort of associate one with the other. We see a variety of saturations, right, or intensities, and then of course a variety of values. Here's the other terminology that I'll throw that I'll throw at you. Um, so if you take an intense color and you simply add white to it, that's called a tint, T-I-N-T. -T, that's it. You're tinting it, right? So um, eh, maybe uh, there doesn't seem to be one in this in this range that has like, you know, it's a very pure tint. Let me see if we can, you know, maybe we can find one that's uh, like a real tinted. That seems some of these seem a little closer, right? Yeah. Like this. Think about that pink or something like that. That makes sense, right? Just take as red of a red as you have, and then you maybe it's maybe it's slightly, you know, has a little bit of violet, so it's kind of red violet. Add a little white to it, you have pink. You know that makes that makes sense. That's a common color name that we would you know associate, even though it's you know, um, it that would be referred to as a tint. You take that same that same color, right? The same intense color, red, right? Or red violet in this case. You add either black, right? Neutral dark or the complementary color, right? That's the thought, right? It would, I think when you actually add complementary colors in real life, you know, you get all sorts of vari variations on stuff. You know, this again is theory, right? We're just theorizing about stuff. Your actual experience with mixing actual pigments together will differ, right? So that's what this chart is nice, especially as related to you know to eternal colors. You know, it's there's 
they've tested it a lot. So there's, you know, there's a lot of like correspondence to these ideas, but, um, but if you add black or complement to an intense color, you get what's called a shade. So tint is add white, shade is add black or complement. And so, you know, if I look at this, you know, it's like maybe, maybe like, you know, some of these seem like, you know, more like a shade, like almost that, that one that's, that's labeled a uh, ruby red, mm. right? That one, that one seems, you know, if I look at it, it's like, no, that seems like pretty, it seems pretty intense, just dark, right? Um, now, if you were to, uh, again, so the thought is if you add gray, right? So we talk about white, we talk about black. If you add gray to an intense color, you get what's called a, a tone. And let me see if we can find these are all, uh, well, uh, that this could probably work. I just look at this mauve color, right? It's like neutral, right? But it's kind of, you know, it feels like it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's not just a dark, intense color. It's like yeah. it's it's more neutralized, sort of. It's a little bit darker than the hue, right? It's a little more muted. Mm -hmm. Exactly, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. muted, and that would that's like adding the gray. That would be like that's the idea, like adding gray to intense color, and you end up end up with something that has it's muted, right? But you've changed the value in some way. And so I think we could probably, you know, I think the I would also. I would also say probably like, uh, let me see if I can, just because I'm gonna point, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think, um, there we go. So, right. We're kind of comparing these, the mauve color to this nebula color or this cosmos color. I That's what I would sort of, I would sort of classify these as, as tones, right? They, they, it's toned in as like either it's, you know, uh, it's, it's neutralized, but also maybe a little bit lighter than the intense, right? Mm. In this, in this, in this case, it's like, um, so red, uh, red, violet, right? Red, violet. Um, And so that's the, so that's just a little bit more terminology to sort of like, you know, to think about it. Like there's, um, there's so much complication that you can make, but again, I think it, if you can really boil it down to hue, saturation or intensity, right. And then value, if you think about those things. You're going to, you're, you're going to get a lot more out of relating colors together. Um, and so that's, uh, um, that's again a sort of a simplified way to think of it, but uh, I think what I think what I'm you know what I'm what I'm trying to get at is this idea of like that you know everything is is a color <laughs> everything is a color and so even like even like the most neutralized again as we're talking about it's like it's it's you know you can call it you can call it pure neutral but it's really it's going to be something it's going to be slightly warmer it's going to be slightly cooler especially mm. once you start loading things onto it or next to it, we're going to, we can't help it, but to relate it, to add contrast and difference. So let's, let's, uh, let's move along to a, um, to a different, um, to a different uh, Galmet scheme, right? So this is, 
well it's complementary. So this is nice, right? You know, it's like it really just sort of shows us. Uh, so if you know, so again, like depending on where you're at, if you're if you're still if you're still uh, still on this call with us, or you're still watching the show. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. <laughs> but also, if you're just if you're just approaching color theory for the first time, right? Um, you know, whether you're using a color wheel, right, or if you have this, if you have this, um, you know, this Procreate file that you can that you can look at. Um, you know, just this the idea of the complementary colors, right? So in this case, we've got yellow to violet right they're complements they're opposite each other on the color wheel and then of course we see this whole range of tints shades tones of both of these hues right and it gives us you know uh again we can we can really kind of see um here we can kind of see like as far as value so the value is scaled for us lightest on the you know towards the outside and then darker as it comes in and so when we look and see like you know which one is the which one is the most intense yellow in this group uh you know somewhere between this lantern and this bright yellow right and we can see it next to the example of the intense yellow hue on the wheel right and it's really it's really light in terms of the value right we see it, it's you know it's scaled up here very light next you know if we go if we go down and observe the violet like you know which one is the is the most violet example in this you know in this group and we can you know, back out a little bit it looks like this this purple one right here cauda purple and maybe that's the I hope i'm pronouncing that right but right it's and it's much darker by comparison right mm -hmm. scroll back right i mean i think we can see that but you know like if you wanted to sort of invert that and have a dark yellow versus a light violet you know you might need to come here and and sort of see like well this is interesting right this this color called liver it's 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 got so much dark in it right it's it's neutralized right but it's also it's closer to a like what you would think of as a dark yellow <laughs> mm -hmm. right or oh, maybe i mean you could Right. Yeah, I think so too. We saw some examples in Russ's tattoos that, you know, we're sort of using this idea of like, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of, um, you know, intensity, even though the, even though it was a, a darker shade. Does that make sense? Like it was a darker shade of yellow, but it had still had a, had a bit of intensity to it. Mm -hmm. um, so again, you, you know, if you, if you, shade something tint something you're automatically going to neutralize it slightly that's going to be a na the nature of it however um you know the it can still have it can still have a certain level of intensity be you know have a closer relationship to like a you know to the pure hue um so, so that's the complementary very cool um this term analogous it's just simply referring to colors that are that are next to each other, right? That's that's all that that means, right? So it would just be, you know, if I were to move this ever so slightly, you know, and I split the yellow and the green, there I would there I would have like ah, these are all analogous colors. This is nice because it can show us the the different levels of you know of of hues that we could have that are also 
you know, different neutrality, right? It's a different, different value, different like sort of saturation level um, that you might not, you might not think, you know, so if you're doing again, a monochromatic or you know, analogous is the, is the technical word for it. Uh, this is one that I like a lot and I think is, can be very useful. Um, and that is split complementary. Hmm. If you've ever heard of this before, you know what I mean? I think it's, uh, this is a, it's a really interesting way to go, especially, you know, you're kind of like you're thinking about like, how am I going to make, you know, how am I going to make a dynamic range of colors for, you know, for my particular composition? Well, you know, uh, with a split complementary color scheme, you pick, you pick one color that you want to be, let's call it the key color. Let's call it the most important color. That would be, let's say in this one, that would be, uh, sorry, that would be yellow in this case, right? Because remember, we looked at the complementary color scheme earlier, like what's, what's the complement to yellow is violet, right? Is the purple? Well, it's, it's going to be the, the split complement will be the two other complements that are analogous to, right, to the opposite. So the key color is yellow. Um, its complement is violet, so we would have blue violet and red violet. All of those would support and make this yellow much more important looking, right? So that's the split complementary color scheme. Is like is is picking a color that you want to be the most important. Let's say you know red orange, right? You want the red orange to be the most important. That's the key color. The split complements would be it looks like you know depending on how much red orange you got, so green, blue, green, all the way to blue, violet, right? We can sort of see all of these colors. They're all analogous. All these blue colors are analogous to each other, right? So as they come together, you know, they, um, they come together and, and they just, you know, they, they all kind of, their similarity to one another kind of neutralizes them in a certain respect right they all they're all they all relate to each other and they're all like they're all getting along well what doesn't get along or what doesn't like you know what doesn't match this red orange over here right it gives us much more contrast right so once you once you've established a really great uh once you establish a really great like value scheme positive negative relationships now you can start to like integrate these ideas of color, you know, where you're like, this is going to be the most important color, this red orange and all these others, you know, even if you're going very neutral, right? Even if you're going very neutral, like this rigor mortis, that's almost like the same as the gray, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's almost like the neutral gray. Well, that in concert with all these others, you know, it's going to, it's going to give you this very, uh, um, a very high contrast, it's gonna really contrast and support this uh, this key color. Hey, we've got Spirit. Hey, Spirit, thanks for coming. Hey, Spirit, how are you doing? Still connecting to microphone. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Nice to have you here. Yeah, I, uh, I just slept in, so. <laughs> it's all right. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Abbott's, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please. Oh, um, I was. I see that you guys are talking about Abbott's color wheel. Yes. Yeah, I was talking. We were talking about color theory, and we're we're looking at this this color wheel because I've you know I've got all these you know manual ones, these old school ones. You know, they're paper, and you can you know spin them around. But this one is uh, this one's uh, you know twenty first century you know, color wheel technology, right? It's cool because you can interact with it. I think that's, that's, you know, the part of it that I really, you know, that I'm like really responding to um, mm -hmm. is that you can, you can mess around with it. And he's got this, uh, this last one we'll check out. Uh, Southern, a uh, Southern aspect, accent rather. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Southern accent is what he calls it. And so I think what, what is it we're seeing here, right? We're seeing this idea of of a key color, right? It would be, in this case, like this red, red, uh, red, red, orange. Right? That's the that's this key color that we have selected here, and then all these other colors, they're gonna they're gonna, you know, they're gonna complement it. They're gonna support this, you know, make this red orange. The colors in the red orange range are gonna make them stand out even more. Right, and that would be the just the way to use this this tool. Right, is to yeah select the kind select the you know um, the approach that you like. So whether that's monochromatic, whether that's the the split complement as we were seeing, or now this one, this southern accent one, is very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. You you can just you can select you know it might be for your own personal work. Your you know. Uh, you're you're painting wildlife or something, and it's like a you know robin in a tree or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, or a cardinal rather, you know, think red, right? Maybe uh -huh. like a you know some kind of something that has a you know you really want to bring focus and intensity to the color. Again, what's going to be most important is going to be uh, the composition, right? The design of your drawing. Next, the positive and negative relationships. So that's the value, like what's darkest and what's lightest. But finally, after that, I think once all those things are really, you know, well established and working well together, then you start thinking about color. And color, um, you know, so so color can be, I think, again, like so complex and so like overwhelming. Um, but I think if, you know, that's a, that's a good order of operations for most applications. And of course, like, you know, uh, um, uh, that might be sort of ways to think about how you develop it. I think experimentation is gonna be really, you know, useful and really important, right? You might start with color, you know what I mean? Before you even have a composition in mind. And that might be a really great experiment to sort of develop things. Um, but again, I think if you, at the end of the day, what'll, what, what will start to come out of that and what, you know, as far as importance and far, as far as like structuring things um, will really be that relationship, right? The design, right? So the overall composition of what it is you're making. We've talked about that before as far as like using thumbnail sketches, right? To help you design stuff. Um, and then value. Value is like this 
most important thing where you think about how dark, how light things are. And then positive negative relationships are the same, the same sort of um, thought about that. What's darkest, what's lightest? How do you, uh, how do you achieve this uh, readability? So, you know, you make it, you're making it legible, right? By, by adding positive negative relationships. And, and of course you're encoding it with, you know, with like, uh, with culturally significant imagery, right? And that's what makes it readable to the audience, right? They can they can tell that, you know, it's a it's a figure, it's an animal, or it's a bird, or it's a book, or it's a coffee cup or something. Whatever you're drawing a picture of, right? Next, right, after you've established the composition, the value, color, you can use color theory to your advantage, right? So again, you may reverse that order and have fun making art and, you know, just playing around with it. But, you know, I think there's a, there's a real value to, you know, to like um, exploring each one of those avenues. And then, you know, if you build it like a, you start to build it like a, you know, like a structure, composition would probably come first and then value and then the color, right? So, um, are there any other ones? Well, here, I'll turn this off for a second. So, looking at the color wheel, um, how how would it go? Uh, again, we'll talk about like, so this would be example of the primary colors, right? We were talking about this difference in terms of, you know, um, you know, we talked about additive and subtractive. So, subtractive is real life. Subtractive is when you're looking at a painting. Subtractive is when you're looking at a tattoo. Additive is when you're looking at your screen. And so even though, you know, even though additive would be, you know, it's actually using red, green, and blue to produce, there, there, there aren't yellow, <laughs> like in your screen, it's funny. It's like, you know, your screen isn't actually, I guess that, you know, you know, there may be, uh, there may be like some high resolution things that I'm just unaware of, but, but generally speaking, it's always been this case, like the, you know, the little, uh, you know, the little, little crystals in your screen that produce all the colors you see. They're really just using red, green, and blue, and they're mixing them together to produce yellow, to produce orange, <laughs> to produce all the different colors that you're seeing magenta. Right. Um, so that's, your screens are additive. But anyway, so we were talking about that earlier. Um, but let's get back to the simple idea of primary colors. And we can see it here, uh, yellow, red, and blue. Thought of as the primary colors. Um, oh. Next. Secondary colors, right? Secondary colors are made, right, by adding the primaries together. So you take the primary colors, the red, yellow, and the blue, you mix them together in different ways, and you get orange, green, and violet, right? That's the secondary colors. The tertiary colors, you can only do two sets of them in here at a time. Yeah, here we go. So, um, it's going to be it's going to be both of these, but it's uh, so the colors in between, right? So between yellow and orange, we've got yellow, orange, 
that's just that's the these are the technical you know just names of the hues in you know classic color theory you go with the primary name first and then the secondary color name so we have uh between yellow and orange you'd have yellow orange right um between green and blue you'd have blue green <laughs> between violet and red you'd have red violet and then you could go to the other one here right the other second the the other set of tertiary forms between yellow and green you'd have yellow green and between blue and violet you'd have blue violet and between red and orange you'd have red orange right so those are those are all the names of the you know of the 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 colors on the wheel um and then again all these other names are just just advertising that's <laughs> it's just, yep. this is just marketing it's just capitalism so uh, <laughs> you can enjoy right i think you can enjoy all those names and stuff and um I, it'd be impossible to keep up with it you know what I mean? It's just impossible. You can't you can't keep up with all the names, but you know, there's of course some general ones that you know um, that are common. Magenta would be one. What color would magenta be? Right? It'd be like it'd be a warm color. Uh, I would say so. It's I would say it's red red violet. So it's like a it's like a, a warm cool. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> like, yes, that makes like a, sense. Yeah, it's a it's a cool color that's warmer than most of the other cool ones, right? And then again, yeah. it, it's it's really interesting too because you know it's like you can have these really you know these colors that are very neutralized, but they you know comparatively when you compare them to something else, they start to become more pronounced as their temperature. Um, so you can so you can have these warm cools and you can have these cool warms, you know, like for instance, uh, yellow green. You know that one like i would say it's you know it's it's pretty warm compared to the other cools but i mean but compared to the other warms it's much cooler so it would be like a warm cool color that would be how i would think of it you know we're same with this you know with uh with blue green right teal you know it's like what that's that's like the name i would you know use with it that's that's not a <laughs> that's not a traditional name it would be like teal or aqua or something like that and so it's certainly like a, you know, um, it's it's cooler, you know, than than these greens, right? But it's warmer than these other cools, right? So depending on where what it's next to, right? It could be a, it could be cooler, it could be warmer. It's very interesting, right? And so you know, one of my colleagues, you know, who's a, is a, a fantastic tattooer and you know, is also a very accomplished artist. He was talking about like you know. Uh, like this green is is you know it's red green <laughs> you know like that's awesome right and so what is happening with red green right we think of it like those are complements you know red and green are they're completely opposite each other on the color wheel but in real terms if you're adding red to green what's happening it could be depending on depending on how it works or you know how much you know amount you're adding it could be red is interacting with the blue and the green and th so you're getting like a you know a, a violet violet and green mixture right so in a sense you're kind of you know uh you're you're coming closer it, you're 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 marching it closer towards a cooler blue color it's, it's very interesting you know it's just interesting how it all how it all works so um 
anyway, that's 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 Russ Abbott's color wheel. We got we got a chance to check out some of Russ's work today. It was um, was really enjoyable. We got a chance to talk about color theory a little bit, um, you know. And I really hope that uh, I really hope that that was um, you know informational and also you know um, enjoyable. Um, so I just want to uh, I just want to like you know promote this this product. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. And again, I think it's a it's a useful tool for artists, and um, you know. Uh, Again, it doesn't matter kind of where you're at with stuff. Having having tools that are uh, that are you know that are very that are very effective um, can be really useful to your art making. And so um, so check out uh, Tattoo Smart because there's all kinds of like really great products, especially if you use uh, you know tablets and Procreate and stuff. Um, uh, but this color wheel, I think, is um, is is pretty is pretty fun so and it sounds like a lot of you actually have it and use it so so i think that's awesome um yeah what's uh uh so what's happening with you all i, I think we're gonna you know i want to check in with everybody and we'll uh, we'll probably wrap it up here in just a few minutes but does anybody have anything they want to add or check anything out that we were looking at or share anything Um, oh, hey, um, I think that that's a really, really awesome tool. Um, it's been, it's kind of taken me a few years, I mean, even up until now to really like, you know, download its uses, um, you know, because you, you kind of, you do have to kind of understand tonal value, you know, and how like, because I think I um, I spoke to Russ one time and I just kind of asked him, what is it? What's the magic about it? He was like, well, you, it's more about the tonal values. You figure out the tonal values first and then you're able to just kind of plot the colors in there as opposed to using the color picker, itself, as opposed to using the wheel itself to figure out what colors you're going to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, value does all the work, color gets all the glory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh, I really, you know, I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, I think, you know, uh, a, one of the most effective ways that I've, you know, really learned uh, to sort of to to approach value, right, is this thinking about positive negative relationships. I really think that that's been something that's that's really been it's really been helpful you know, just, uh, just in terms of bringing up like legibility, right? Just that you can clearly see the difference, the contrast between things, right? So you can, um, you clearly make statements visually speaking, right? And then again, it's like, then the color adds another level of contrast and complexity, but it, you know, but going color by color and being like, this one's gonna be red and this one's gonna be, you know, yellow, blah, blah, blah. What you're going to end up with is, um, you'll end up with what you end up with, right? There isn't going to, there isn't going to be the design that you had in mind necessarily or the contrast that you would intend. So again, there's something valuable about experimentation, but, you know, as far as the, as far as bringing the, the strength of contrast into the work, 
having having like positive negative relationships that are clearly you know defining the value that's gonna i think that's really gonna be the a big key that will help anybody and then you know we talk a lot about you know we talked all about these ideas about color theory but i think you know another good way to start to you know to simplify things is thinking about temperature like warm and cool right on top of the value that can be really um be really effective approach so um so yeah no anybody else i want to yeah don't want to like leave anybody out is this amber looks like she's doing, amber looks like you're doing breathing treatments right now <laughs> like <laughs> yeah keep 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 doing your keep doing your work it's that's important well we hope you feel better soon amber yeah, 100%. yeah, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am absolutely on the mend. I'm definitely oh. up, not down. Uh, they right. said they should be springing me today or tomorrow. Well, yeah, you're unstoppable. I can't believe you made it today. Um, so it's it's really um. All I was going to be doing was sitting here looking it. at this four these four walls anyway. Going, I wish I was in class. So. <laughs> I don't go anywhere without a sketchbook and a pencil. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So here um, I am. I hope you feel better. Yeah, I hope you feel better. I soon. do. I feel a lot better. Good. Thank you. Good. Yes. Steve, Steven, what say you? Uh, well, just uh, getting ready for a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, I think, you know, again, I just, um, I think like it was, it was really great. The, you know, the sort of the direction you gave us some direction last week and sort of prompting us to think about color theory. I, I, you know, this is kind of like the, the time of year that I <laughs> I talk about, it. you know, I think about like, you know, I'm teaching, when I'm teaching classes and stuff like this is just, you know, beginning in the springtime, start talking about color theory. It's interesting, you know what I mean? It's like, so it's just like, I'm just used to it, you know? And so last week, uh, you really sort of prompted us to start, to start opening up the conversation. And I think it helped to lay a good groundwork to talk about this stuff today. So if anything we were talking about was like, you know, was complicated, you know, there's certainly, I think there's value in sort of checking out last week's episode about contrast where we spoke about like the importance of positive negative relationships and contrast. And then, you know, I think coupling that with, with the ideas we're talking about today with color theory. Um, I, I think there, you know, I hope that it can be really, you know, informational, uh, valuable. This is, uh, you know, again, like, hopefully you've covered all of this material before, you know what I mean? And that's, that's everybody here and in the audience. Um, but again, it's like you take it to a you take it to a high level and you start using it in, in real, you know, in real terms and become a powerful approach to, to make your artwork, you know, closer to what you have in mind, right? Closer to realizing the vision, you know, your vision or your, you know, the vision for your client, whatever that, whatever the case may be. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful that everybody could make it today. Um, I know, like, uh, it's it's a uh, it's a busy time of year for tattoo artists. Uh, it's a tax refund season. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. And and that's uh, you know it's important you know that you uh, you got to rake it in now, right? 
just in case, just in case times ever get lean. You know what I mean? You gotta, gotta enjoy it. Enjoy the sun while it's shining. I've heard that before. So, <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I just want to, again, I want to like, uh, I want to like, I want to tell you all, I appreciate you all coming today. Um, so go forth, right? Use color. And really, I mean, and I think, I think it would be, it'd be really cool to see, you know, um, to see some artwork and stuff that y'all are making. Feel free next week, if you want to bring something in, we should check it out. Talk about it. Like, it could be like a way, you know, we, uh, we talk about some of these ideas, these positive, negative relationships, composition, color theory. It doesn't have to be finished, right? Could be a tattoo, could be a painting, whatever you want. Um, and I think that might be a really, you know, accessible and fun way for us to, to just continue our conversation and also to have something to look forward to, something to work on. So, um, so yeah, I just, uh, again, I want to thank you all for coming. Um, let's, uh, let's do some sign-offs. And so we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up for the day. Um, and Stephen, we'll start with you. Sure. And uh, thank you again, James, for your uh, time and efforts today. I appreciate it, man. Always enjoy your class. Too kind. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm Stephen Jesse, tattoo artist in Virginia. You can find me on Instagram at Stephen Jesse and StephenJesseTattoos.com. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming today. And, um, you know, like, it's it's just, I don't know, it's great to have, great to have you here, man. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'll see you, see you tonight, right in class. Yes, so sir. I'm uh, behind, got some baseball practice with my son, but um, I'm going to cool. make it in. Excellent. All right. Kyle, let's have you. Um. Yeah, uh, my name is Kyle Olson. Um, I tattoo out of Trinity Art Collective in Tucson, Arizona. Um, you can get a hold of me on Instagram at Olson underscore tattoos, O-L-S-O-N. And it, it's always a fun class, James. Like, I love this class. It's super, super, super fun. It's super informative. I love the science aspect of today, plus the art. It's It's so cool. So thank you, man. Oh, thank you very much. No, I, seriously, I think you you really brought some uh, just really insightful stuff. We were analyzing tattoos. We were talking about, you know, we're talking about color theory. You know your stuff. And so I think I was just a benefit. To, it's a benefit to, you know, me. You know, you were pointing out things to me that I that I really appreciated. And, of course, like, you know, to, to, our, to our wonderful audience, you know what I mean, to everybody watching. Um, so, again, just, you know, you're a hell of a tattooer. It's been great working with you. Um, so I'm, yeah, I just really appreciate you coming. So thank you thank so you. much. Yeah, thank of you. course. Yeah. Spirit, let's have you, man. Thanks for coming, dude. So glad oh, you yeah, it. dude. Y'all don't understand, <laughs> yo. This is my, this is my tribe. Um, <laughs> so I just joined the Reinventing the Tattoo. I joined the Reinventing the Tattoo last week. I haven't gotten a chance to look at any of the, um, classes or whatever but i definitely am going to go ahead and start work on it pretty soon hopefully i'll be in class tonight um you know uh vibing with you guys and uh i am very much looking forward to it um i just um you know i really enjoy 
the fact that, I mean, there's just so much to learn in art. I mean, it's, you know, we're discovering the secrets of the universe in art, you know, and we'll never figure it all out. And just, it's just nice to just always, you know, work with people constantly and just, you know, always, you know, exercise and just exercise and, you know, just so that we can always just become better and, you know, um, one of my favorite artists, uh, his name is Raphael. And, uh, he's a, a living person. He's not the Raphael de Sanzio. Um, but, you know, he's an older gentleman. And, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of inspiration from him because, like, he's still drawing, you know. And, and I looked at him, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm not supposed to have all this stuff figured out by the tender age of 43. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to recreate the universe, you know? Um, and, you know, and it's easy to get discouraged by artists that are younger than you that are seemingly, that seemingly get it. Um, you know, when you're kind of still struggling, but that's just, you know, it's not how it works. It's just little bit by little bit, all the little bit of work you do. It's the magic is in the process. And so, uh, yeah, that's it. I appreciate you guys. You can come I'm, I'm a tattoo artist over at Black Widow Tattoo. You can find me at tattoosbyspirit.com, Instagram tattoosbyspirit, and TikTok tattoosbyspirit. Amber, I hope you get well soon. And I'm glad to see you. Yeah, I'm glad to see you up and at them. Well, hear me? I, I, yeah. Yes, we can hear you now, Amber. Please. Okay. Somebody keeps trying to go on my phone, and of course, it's that time that I've told everyone: do not call my phone. So everybody <laughs> call my phone. Oh, yes. Everybody calls now, right? <laughs> I am absolutely on the mend. Thank you guys for all your well wishes. They really have helped and lifted my spirits. I just mm -hmm. had some wonky um, respiratory issue that one of the sick kids brought home to me because I don't have school germs anymore. Mm -hmm. When you work in a school environment, you build up those that immunity to all those germs. That's right. And I don't work in a school environment anymore, so I don't have that wall of sickiness to keep back their stuff. You're always sick, so you you know, so you don't yeah, ever get sick. Right? That's, that's <laughs> you're always kind of sick, so you never get yeah. really sick. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, you know. Again, I'm glad that you had a good time and it was helpful, you know, to your recovery and stuff. And so Absolutely. it was really great to have you. Yeah, it's really great to have you. And I, you know, I just want to, you know, I want to say real quick, Spirit, thank you so much for what you said. I, you know, I. I think that's it was amazing and um and i agree with you totally and again it's like you know you're you're also a very accomplished incredible artist and so it's just it's an honor to have you here really Seriously. Mm -hmm. love your work yep thanks man yeah absolutely amber please give us your sign off and you know tell us where we can find you so we can i am amber morgan you can find me in new jersey at Luxury Tattoos and on all social media platforms under Amber Morgan and here on Monday mornings because I don't miss it for anything. Yeah, you, <laughs> certain, you certainly don't. Uh -uh. Um, 
inspirational. Yeah, just the real inspiration, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and so, and that you know, it helps me not want to miss it either, right? Because I know the gang is coming, you know. Uh, and so, it really it, it makes the um, it makes the show so much more, right? Mm-hmm. When you know when you when you all show up, and so I just I really appreciate it. And um, again, you know, you're probably sick of hearing it. Get get well soon. It's it's a command, right? You have to <laughs> have to get well soon. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no. I hope I hope you're feeling better. And um, thank you. Gotta get back. Gotta I get am. back to drawing, Amber. Gotta get back to. It, I am. So. <laughs> I, I I did a little drawing. It was you know under the. It, it was a little drug addled, but and you know, lack of oxygen. But I did a little drawing. I'll mm-hmm. check it out later when I'm seeing more clearly. Love it. Love <laughs> See what came out of it. Yeah, no, uh, take advantage, right? While you can, you know, yeah, you get that. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, gotta, gotta make the most out of, out of your situation. Work with what you got, you know? So um, cool. Well, thanks again, everybody for coming. Uh, I'm James Wisdom. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tattooing Wisdom, as well as my website, tattooingwisdom.com. Um, you can find uh, me at Hell City on May uh, 20th. From 11 to noon, I'm going to be at the reinventing table. We're going to do some fun drawing exercises and meet up. So if you're if you're at if you're in Hell City, mm. come see us. Right, uh, can't wait. And so 